Hello, everyone. This is The Wild Side. This is the pilot episode of The Wild Side. It's going to be audio only. We don't quite have the studio ready to go yet, but we will. And then we're going to go audio and video. It'll be more of a web show. I'm Curtis Wild, and I am accompanied by... Chrissy Wild. My lovely wife. We are going to be doing this in tandem when we're able to. Um, at other times, we might do it separately or just do separate uh, episodes on different topics. We'll see how it goes. We don't have any idea what this show's going to be. Do you dig that? I do. I dig that. I, dig. I feel we, like a gypsy. Kind of directionless. Oh. Just kind of get up and go, right? Yeah, and we travel with a caravan. That <laughs> caravan happens to be the political revolution. So this show is going to be focused on Iowa. It's caucus day in Iowa, and we're going to be talking about some of the, the recent happenings, what's going on in the Bernie campaign, um, you know, what's going on with, with the whole Iowa caucus thing. Um, but for future reference and to kind of give you a, a preview of what this show is going to be about, we have absolutely no idea. From one day to the next, it could be about politics or pro wrestling. It could be about pop culture. It could be about current events. Um, you know, Chrissy used to be a, a competitive figure skater. So maybe one day we'll talk about that. I, I always wanted to be a ballet dancer myself. <laughs> I think I always just secret, secretly wanted to join the circus, and it never quite panned out. So, uh, But that's that's something we'll talk about um, on a pro-wrestling episode, I think. Circus, gypsy, I see a trend I, forming here. I sense here. a theme here. I do, I sense a theme. Um, so... Uh, what we want to do with this show is to just be real, be raw. Uh, there's a lot of other shows out there that focus primarily on politics that I really enjoy. Young Turks, uh, The Humanist Report, uh, there are quite a few of them, Majority Report sometimes. Namiki show. The, well, I don't know if she's launched yet, but pay attention to that. Nomiki Konst is going to be coming out with her own podcast soon. Um and this is kind of a, a natural progression. See, many years ago, I had a web show called The Curtis Wild Show. This mm -hmm. was maybe before Netflix went streaming. Yeah. This was a long time ago. I think ago. we were still getting the Netflix discs sent to the house. I think so. <laughs> we may have even been Netflix and Blockbuster because yeah. we're that kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but it... it Evolved from that, that that was fairly short-lived, but fun, uh, good learning experience. And then when I ran for state representative in 2016, things didn't quite work out. I wanted to shed some light, amplify some voices, let everybody know uh, as good as I could about some great people that were out there doing some great work. And when it really came down to it, it, it was just scheduling guests that was a problem. I was running for office for a second time in 2018. Right. Uh, that was Next Gen Dems. That was my strictly political podcast. Um, so that went to the wayside. Life happens. And now we're coming back at you with the wild side. The wild side is going to be exactly what it sounds like. I think so. And anyone who knows us knows that we can't help but to do things our own way, with our own spin, um, 
we just kind of have always lived life like that. We've been together, what, 15 years now? You know better than I do. Man. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 15, absolutely. And we're <laughs> coming up on our 10-year wedding anniversary in September, September 19th. Where are you going to take me? I don't know. I don't think we've decided yet. Well, I wish we could be in Iowa. That That's really what uh, I'm thinking about right now. Because Iowa, you guys are going to... Uh, really make an impact on the 2020 presidential race. You guys are always the first in the country, so you always make a huge impact. But this presidential race, I know they say it in every presidential race, but this is the most important presidential uh, caucus that will ever happen in your state, I believe. It's the most important presidential election that will probably ever happen for this country. So we want to make sure that, that you guys are involved, getting out there to knock doors, make phone calls. Today, specifically, giving people rides, calling them to uh, remind them of their polling station, where they need to go, that, or their caucus uh, location, where they need to go, how they can vote. Um, and if you're a business owner, please, please let your people go caucus. If there's any way possible that you can allow people who want to go caucus to do so, um, it, it's extremely important, even if uh, you may sit on different sides of the political fence. And there's going to be big crowds at these things, so try to get there as early as possible. Um, some campaigns are, are doing childcare. Um, they're able to afford some child care for some of those mothers that are coming out. That's great. Uh, it, That's a great yeah, idea. It absolutely is. I'll credit uh, Elizabeth Warren with that. So kudos to her for that. That's a great idea, and it's a good way to, to help people vote. Uh, that's one of the most important things that we can do. Turnout is everything. Yes. Absolutely everything. The fact is this election is going to be decided between uh, the the older, uh, more seasoned voters, and the younger, more passionate voters. Um, it really is going to come down to a, a battle of the generations. Yeah. I think that everybody knows that. I think that everybody's uh, fully aware and prepared for that. So if you want uh, specifically Bernie Sanders to win this thing, I'm telling you, if you are 18 to 49... You have to get out in huge numbers and vote in caucus tomorrow. Uh, or we're actually doing this after midnight. Caucus today for Bernie Sanders. Uh, get people to the caucus. Call them to remind them. Do everything you can possibly do to turn out uh, voters. Because when we get more turnout, uh, we win. And, and it's really that simple. So we need to get more people there. And the Iowa caucuses in 2016 were um, something for the history books, right? Yeah, I remember that day being really exciting. Um, you and I hadn't really had a whole lot of involvement in politics before, but uh, when we jumped on board, um, specifically then with Bernie Sanders' campaign, um, we really got to see the groundwork that was being done and how things were actually done on levels that we were absolutely clueless of before. And I'm, just, I'm kind of ashamed to say that, but it's true. I never voted in a primary until 2016. That's sad. Well, most people don't 
even know what primaries are. Uh, most people uh, that are just recently engaged in the political arena have no idea what primaries are. Right. And we Let didn't either. So I, I don't feel really bad about that. I, I do believe that people need to have uh, civic engagement, but um, I, I'm not going to beat ourselves up for not getting involved until, until 2016. Um, well, the timing was just right, at least in our lives, and the synchronicity of it all. And I've heard that from a lot of people. Um, I remember people asking, oh, did you go to, to Iowa to, to canvas or this and that and whatever? We didn't know what an Iowa caucus was. We didn't know how important it was. But now in seeing that back then and how it all played out, and then seeing it come up again, um, watching our friends by the busload go up to Iowa from Missouri to canvas and get people to promise to caucus and help people get to the caucus. And I know that that's happening all around the country right now. And there's people coming from all over the world. There are people coming to the United States from other countries to help campaigns. Yeah, they're also incredible. They're also phone banking. Yeah. Uh, Democrats abroad are, are phone yeah. banking and uh, trying to get the word out in any way possible, in any way that they can. Um, I feel bad for only being able to go up to Iowa one time this go around. Uh, but you were able to go. But I was able to go, and we're unfortunately in a situation where we have one vehicle, yeah. like a lot of American families, <laughs> um, and, and the schedules just don't line up all the time. So I don't, um, I can't beat ourselves up for that either, but, um, I, I am really extremely appreciative of all the people that have went up, that have been, uh, like you said, going up by the busload, caravanning up, yeah. um, and, and really doing the best that they could do to get the vote out because that's what this campaign required. It's a completely people powered campaign, grassroots all the way. Um, and it has been really amazing to see the ground swell behind Bernie Sanders this go around because after 2016, he never really stopped campaigning. No. He, he got raises for people at Disney. Yeah. He got raises for people at Amazon. Yeah. He did, uh, town halls with Ted Cruz and Trump country. Not uh, to mention the union workers that he stood with and picketed with and stood up for, the Walmart workers that he went to bat for at the shareholders meeting. Uh, that's, if nothing else, it purely speaks to his integrity and that he ju doesn't just say what he says, that he walks that walk too. Absolutely. Well, it, I mean, he hasn't just been walking those picket lines since he's running for president he's no. been doing that for the entirety of uh his, his public life, life yeah. his adult life absolutely um, and to to see that finally come to fruition things happen uh in 2016 that, that didn't allow him to uh you know step into that role and and face donald trump like a lot of americans would have liked to see you know 22 23 states 43 to 46% of all Democrats voted for Bernie Sanders in 2016. And those people are still there. But the thing is, now there's new voters. There's four more years of voters who are now 18, now of age to vote. 
and they're getting engaged and they're getting their families engaged and this isn't a political campaign it's a movement it's a people-powered movement and everybody is starting to recognize that across the board Uh, just today came out probably the last poll that we'll get before the cock uh, uh, well it would be yesterday because you're listening to this on caucus day on monday happy caucus day iowa happy caucus day iowa and the emerson poll has bernie up by seven points over joe biden uh trailed at 16 percent with uh Buttigieg and and 14. 15 or 14% with Buttigieg, no 16 for Buttigieg and i believe 15 or 14 for Elizabeth Warren yeah and, and that shows what all these people going up to Iowa uh has done single-handedly this is what new politics is all about and this is what old school politics yeah. was all about well Iowa has had a strong showing and a strong ground game for Bernie from the beginning. Um, And, I mean, that's really kind of what you had alluded to earlier. It never stopped. Not only did Bernie not stop, but his diehard supporters who uh, wanted him to run again and wanted to to be a part of that again and and to help him get there, uh, his diehard supporters never really stopped either. And we saw a lot of that, too. Even when there really wasn't anything going on, there was still something going on that brought us all back together. And that's the interesting thing, is that there was a period when uh, Elizabeth Warren started running before Bernie Sanders, before he jumped into the race, and some of the people that supported Bernie in 2016 supported Warren at that time because she was the, the lone... Uh, progressive-ish in the party uh, at the time, and they supported her, but I've seen that a lot of those people have have now come back over uh, to Bernie, and they're they're getting back behind him, just as we did in 16, but I'm going back to the younger voters, because they're not just stopping at them. And I, I don't think that we did either, the people that came in in 2016. Right. But they're really converting their family, their friends, uh, and their social circles um, to, to come around to some of these progressive ideas. And I think that that's reflected in the polls, too, because almost every platform plank that Bernie Sanders is running on is popular with a majority of Americans. Especially young Americans who see the struggles that their parents have had to face. And not only do they want their parents to not have to struggle anymore, but they don't want to have to relive that and repeat those, those same experiences as well. And I think that's why it's so mind blowing to see all around the country um, that there are entire high schools who have successfully registered 100% of their eligible 18 year olds to vote. That's incredible. That's phenomenal. <laughs> so what other things have you been seeing um, coming from Iowa? I think that uh, some of the, the negative press has really helped uh, Bernie. I mean, every time somebody mm-hmm. tries to attack him, um, his numbers go up. He increases in the polls. His uh, campaign seems to get an improvement off of it 
Um, and I think that that's absolutely phenomenal because, uh, you know, they, they, Michelle Obama said when they go low, we go high. But with the Bernie Sanders campaign, when they go low, we go door to door. We go to the phones. We go to the computer and start texting people. We don't sit by. We share on Facebook. We share on Twitter. We, they had a, a we an article. We engage in meaningful conversations. They had an article recently about uh, Bernie Sanders supporters and how they mass share. Um, and really, the article read like. How dare them figure out how to use the internet better than us? And that's really then, what it boils down to. Yeah, a lot of but the. That's what that's what angers me about the the Bernie bro, the uh, stereotype that has been labeled on his supporters. Are you a Bernie bro? And, yes, proudly I am, even though I hate the term because it's just ridiculous. Well, there's more female Bernie bros than there are males. I know we are the largest uh, donating block to the Bernie Sanders campaign. And, and if you want to look at uh, professions, you're looking at teachers. Yeah. Um, and if you want to look at the the places that people work that are donating most to Bernie Sanders, it's nurses, it's teachers, it's Walmart workers, it's average everyday Americans that are trying to put food on their table, that are trying to keep a roof over their head, and maybe be able to afford health care, maybe be able to afford medication, education for their children, um, and they're having a really hard time right now. They're struggling, and I think that that has a lot to do with Bernie Sanders' surge, because not only does he have a lot of plans, but he has the way to pay for these plans. He has uh, the, the implementation prepared, um, and he's got one of the most impressive day one pledges that you'll ever see on, on most of these things. I think so, too. And I think that that's something that's really resonating with people, and the fact that his campaign is absolutely adamant about sticking to the message and sticking to the policies um, because they know that that's what it comes down to. And that's where you can have meaningful conversations with people. Hopefully it doesn't, I, if they, when they say that all, you know, Sanders supporters are, are mean and, and bullies on social media, like that, bothers me because more often than not I see people trying to share facts and trying to be engaged and and help educate people because they had to educate themselves on a policy level right on a policy level most of the the engagement that I see uh, is is definitely on a policy level uh, a, a vote uh, history of a candidate you know it's fact-based arguments um, and a lot of people go to an emotional place when they support another candidate. That's true. And uh, it's unnecessary because this thing can be dealt with on the policies. Um, and, you know, it's uh, really important that we stick to the policies because we can't make this thing personal. At the end of the day, we are going to have to come together. We are going to have to vote against Donald Trump, regardless of what side of the fence you're on, progressive, uh, you know, centrist, 
however you view yourself, whatever label you'd like to put on yourself, and labels are dangerous. I'm sure we'll get into that at another point on the uh, this podcast. Yes. Uh, but everybody feels like they have to have a label, or other people feel like they have to label you. Uh, no labels. No labels. Labels do nobody any good. So uh, we're all just people. We're all struggling through the same journey together on this, uh, you know, uh, blue and green rock floating through space and let's not play it off like it's anything more than that because we are uh, in a situation where we got one blue and green rock and we all have to live on it and we have to figure out the best way to do that uh, and I think that the best way to do that is Senator Bernard Sanders uh, so Iowa when you get out to caucus make sure that you get out there for the most honest, the most trustworthy uh, candidate with the most integrity, the most consistency across all of his platform planks, across all of the policies that he has uh, really blasted out into the mainstream now, but been fighting for for over 30 years. That's right. Uh, and, and really consider voting for a candidate uh, that may not be the best for your 401k, uh, may not be the best for the stock market, which most people don't even uh, have a stake in, um, but will be the best for your children, your grandchildren, the people in your life that you care about. You're going to leave them a better planet if you elect Bernie Sanders. Uh, so we got to caucus for him. We got to make sure that we can give the next generations in this country the best shot that they have to achieve the American dream. And right now, the American dream is a real nightmare for a lot of people. So we've got to step out of our comfort zone and vote for the person that the next generations are trying to implore you to support because they know that he supports them. So uh, that, that's why we're doing this pilot episode, uh, audio only. And uh, I, I do want to give you guys a, a little bit of a uh, pre preview of what we're going to be doing, how we're going to be doing it. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be real. We're going to be raw. You're going to get exactly who we are, uh, exactly how we feel. I don't like the cadence of most online uh, or or mainstream media, um, talking heads, as it were, pundits, yeah. um, contributors. I don't like the, the cadence. I don't like the words that they use. I don't like the way that they have their hands crossed on every episode the exact same way. Uh, there are so many things about that that just reek of... Uh, uh, packaged. Um, packaged, um, inauthentic... And I don't want to be that guy. I will do my very best to never be that guy. And because of that, I am not going to edit myself. I am not going to edit my language. We are going to drop some F-bombs on this show. We are going to use some foul language because that's who we are. We're real. <laughs> we're, we're, not, uh, we're not your clean 50s married couple. Um, that sleep in separate beds. We are a, a real uh, 21st century couple, and we've got some opinions. I see a lot of the other shows out there, like I was talking about earlier. Rebel HQ is another one. 
Um, and, and I really appreciate what they're doing, but the fact is that I've got an interesting and unique perspective, uh, that I think would be helpful in these times. And that's why we're doing this podcast because some of those shows may talk about, uh, the DNC, um, or how to be elected to the DNC. I've actually done it. They might talk about running for office, how to run for state representative, and things of that sort. I've actually done it. I got elected to my state committee. I got elected to my county committee. Um, I, I had six seats within the Democratic Party in my very first year of political involvement, seven seats at the beginning of my third year of political involvement, and I'm stepping away from all of those except my elected position on the DNC until I lay down my vote in Milwaukee for who I have endorsed. And that's hopefully our next president of the United States, Senator Bernard Sanders. So that's why we're doing this podcast. We're going to be absolutely real. And, and we hope to have a whole lot of fun doing this thing. Um, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of different topics. And I appreciate you guys being on this ride with us. I thank you for listening for the last... Uh, almost a half hour now and we are going to keep our episodes to about a half hour because we are going to go film and our dslr camera only keeps it to about 29 minutes so we're gonna have yeah half hour episodes for now see how that goes um but it's going to be ever evolving we're going to play with it at first we're going to be doing the studio thing and then we may take it on the road we may do some live shows out and about that's how i did next gen dems every episode of it uh, yeah. was on the, the go, a traveling episode. We would go to different venues, um, mostly just Rendezvous and O'Fallon, but we took it to Washington, D.C., too. Uh, so we were all over the oh, map yeah, with that. The, the brewery in O'Fallon, too. Yeah, we did Good it at a brewery. Brewing company. Brewery in O'Fallon. Yeah. Um, so this thing, we're, we're going to do it a little bit differently to start off, but then we may, like I said, venture out. Uh, get into the world It'll and be ever evolving i'm sure yeah, bring a little wild to the scene That's how so we, do. we just want to say good luck in iowa work as hard as you possibly can new hampshire is one week later and we are with you in spirit we both wish that we could be up there live and in person seeing this thing happen seeing america uh, make change before our very eyes and i think that that this is going to be a really interesting ride because if he wins Iowa, he's going on to New Hampshire where he's leading by a pretty decent margin. Uh, and then we're looking at, at South Carolina, Nevada, uh, he, South Carolina. He's within five points of Joe Biden, Nevada. He's uh, right there at the top. So that's looking good. California, Colorado. Uh, was you just, know, in Utah, he's set to potentially have a hundred percent of the delegates going to convention. That would be absolutely beautiful. <laughs> that would be absolutely I mean, beautiful. I know Utah isn't a huge state, but um, the, those numbers are pretty huge. I don't know that anyone's done that. I think in a lot. History. I think a lot of his numbers are really good. Uh, Washington, he he's up by, uh, I think, seven or ten points. Mm-hmm. Uh, he. he I believe is leading by roughly the same margin in Wisconsin. Uh, I would have to troll my Facebook. I've recently shared some of this stuff, but 
it is time for America to start dreaming again. There once was an American dream, and it's time that we all come together and make that dream a reality. I'm Curtis Wilde. I'm Chrissy Wilde, signing off from the wild side. And do not, do not, I repeat, do not let this thing come down to a coin toss again. Thanks for joining us on the wild side. You can connect with us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like and subscribe on YouTube. All of that is at the wild side. W-Y-L-D-E-S-Y-D-E. I didn't have to tell you that. And you can check all that out at thewildside.com. Until next time, thank you for stepping on through to the wild side.